Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Organizational Research and Development Podcast. I'm your host and founder of the company, Philip Beek, and I want to thank you for taking the time to press play today and give us a listen. First off, let me just say it's been uh, at least a month since we've posted any new recordings. Uh, I do apologize about the little bit of length and gap. I took a bit of a vacation and some projects came up and took a little bit of more of a vacation. Um, I think certainly around the summertime, there's there's this need to just kind of recharge our batteries as we get ready for the last part of the year. Um, So I I took the liberty of doing that. Um, I always practice what I coach and practice what I preach. So I did the unthinkable. I left my work behind for a little bit, uh, completely detached from it, and certainly have new insights, new content, um, new frameworks and ideas to share with you on this podcast. And so today we're going to kick off with one of the things that I'm most excited to talk to you about, and that is um, I'm going to be sharing with you an aspect of my coaching uh, work that has led to multiple clients of mine um, really finding success. And just as a a little bit of a setup here, so I've coached clients from executive positions and management positions to high-performing employees, as well as individuals individual slash professionals who are looking for career change. Um, probably all together have done over uh, 700 hours of, of professional coaching since I started this. Um, and it's easily, you hear me say this all the time on our podcast, it's easily one of my favorite services to provide because you really get to work alongside an individual and see their development. Watch them overcome struggles, watch them overcome obstacles, and sometimes as well too, fail and work with them to pick themselves back up or to, to rethink a problem or to rethink a strategy so that they can overcome that, that prior failure. Um, coaching is an amazing opportunity to help individuals go, uh, grow and watching them move from point A to point B or even uh, point A to point A point one, if you catch what I'm saying there, um, is really inspiring. So over the last, uh, about the last couple months, one of the things I I, I always do throughout my coaching is I always keep um, observations and I always kind of take note of behaviors and tendencies and common themes that pop up in our coaching sessions. And one of the things that has come up often, especially among leaders and um, employees looking to perhaps shift career, is there, there always comes, I think, a certain point where distractions get in our way and I'm not talking about you know just kind of taking like five extra minutes on a lunch break or or, you know taking a couple extra minutes in the parking lot I'm talking about prolonged distractions that we know are toxic to our productivity um, to our aspirational goals and we kind of use them in a way of of self-sabotaging ourselves Um, these are the kind of distractions that I'm going to be talking about uh, in this episode here so you know again just for kind of making a clear distinction here we're not talking about you know taking five extra minutes on a lunch break or five extra minutes uh you know outside or walking around we're talking about distractions where either you're a leader and and you know that you should be you know more accountable for for the direction of your organization and, and you're kind of distracting yourself um or you're you're someone that uh, aspires for more, whatever that means to you, but you aspire for more within your professional career, yet you constantly find yourself distracting yourself from doing that. Um, distractions are always, a, I, I think, 
they, they really don't get talked a lot about in the coaching world. And they really don't, um, they're not always the first thing that gets brought up by a client. Um, distractions are something that, that I've seen as, as themes that occur over time that get brought up. And they're often um, discussed by clients who recognize that they're not seeing the progress that they want to see or as quickly as they want to see. And they recognize that there are distractions that are preventing them from doing so. Distractions that they cause. First off, I, I, I always applaud and appreciate clients and, and especially within a coaching session, um, individuals that become self-aware of, of the challenges that they cause themselves. And it happens to all of us. It even happens to me. Um, so I'm certainly not someone that is uh, immune to this. Um, when someone becomes aware that, that the goal that they, are looking, that they are looking to seek is being prevented partially by um, obstacles that they're creating, it becomes more of a working with them rather than talking at them relationship where you can start to fuel the motivation that they need to move past those distractions to overcome those distractions or those tendencies to be distracted. So the big piece of content that I want to share with you today is I want to share with you a bit of insight that I utilize in my coaching sessions um, to help clients start building a cognitive, a cognitive system, a cognitive framework that they can rely upon and strengthen over time to help them reduce distractions, increase their focus on what their goals are, and retain and complete more of those commitments to themselves. And if that last sentence sounded rather vague, it, it's rather intentional because each of us have our own goals in our professional world that we're trying to chase. It could be an executive who's looking to expand the uh, evaluation of their company or they have a strategic plan that they're executing. It could be a high-performing employee who is looking at ways to climb up the corporate ladder. So all of our goals may be different. However, our, our ability to create distractions within ourselves that divert our focus or shift our focus, um, I think is something we all share on and can recognize as a, as a barrier and it's something that holds us back from our potential. So um, one of the things that I, one of the primary techniques that I utilize in my coaching sessions that have been successful is I, I encourage my clients to explore and think about an accountability to experience relationship when they are experiencing on their end the tendency to distract themselves or to self-sabotage themselves. And here's what I mean by that. As a coach, just coming from a coaching angle, as a coach, I cannot be with every client 24-7. You know, I, I cannot wake up with them. I cannot tell them exactly what to do at every waking moment. Um, it's obviously physically impossible, and it, it's not what coaching is about. Coaching is about guiding someone to tap into their potential and helping them as a professional resource build skills to help complete their 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 professional image their professional identity and that can be tough especially in the accountability area and what i find often in in observing and and in in experience is individuals struggle when it's a one-on-zero interaction one-on-zero interactions are essentially defined as those moments where you are by yourself 
There is no one to, to engage with. There is no one to hold you accountable. And you know that you should be doing work. You know that you should be making progress towards your goal and you don't and you are distracted. It may be you're looking at your phone, you could be watching YouTube videos, you could be playing video games, you could be you know, going for a walk or finding something to clean in the house if you're working remote, but you get the point. A one to zero interaction is essentially those moments where we are by ourselves. And those are the moments, those are the opportunities that I coach my clients to see that that's where you start building accountability within yourself. And they're often the most challenging because you are the only person that can think that can keep yourself accountable in that moment. So if you choose to 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 engage in the distraction and enable it, then that that behavior starts to become stronger and it becomes more natural. The resistance is where you know you recognize, okay, I, I I've seen this movie before. I I know I'm I. I'm generally susceptible to distracting myself here. I'm going to resist that or I'm going to do something more productive instead. I'm being self-aware within this interaction. So um, going back to the accountability to experience relationship that that I, I referenced earlier, I always utilize a strategic line of questioning with my clients to help them identify the moment that they start to feel the tendency uh, the the urge or the um, the persuasion of being distracted. I ask them to really think about you know before you you turn on that phone or before you open up you know Reddit or something like that or before you you know go walking around in, instead of doing work. What does that feel like? When does that happen? What is your mindset in that moment? I ask them a variety of um, open ended and and real linear questions to help guide them to understand when that that kind of you know match happens right where you just kind of flick it and the flame comes on where is that if we can identify the source where those moments happen we not only become more self-aware and thus able to prepare for those moments in the future but we recognize that they are real that they actually happen because sometimes people just distract themselves and they don't even realize that they're doing it. They don't even realize it or, or they don't realize the weight at which it's costing their productivity or diverting um, their, their, plan, their future plans. So I, I utilize a strategic line of questioning to encourage clients to encourage clients to think about various experiences where they've, where they've really felt that they've, they've been a distraction, that they've really, engaged in a distraction that has um, it's it's delayed or placed a barrier or held back their potential and as they start to recount you know two to three maybe even four experiences I ask them to to reflect on the accountability opportunity there because within every distraction that, that occurs, there's always an opportunity for us to be accountable to ourselves in the working day and say, you know what, I'm not going to do this today. Or, you know what, I could definitely sit on the phone for another 10 minutes, but I know I have some extra work to do. Or I know I have some sales proposals to follow up on. Or I have some extra emails that I could get on top of. You know, the interesting thing about... Um, 
my the interesting thing that I can say about having coached around um, leaders and individuals who, who who recognize distractions are a threat to their productivity and a threat to their um, even their leadership legacy is when you ask them to to describe or paint an image of what that feels like it always is the same it's an image of feeling overwhelmed or submerged or kind of holding two pieces of rope together on a on a horizontal axis right and if you're a leader or if you're someone that is really making intentional progress towards a, a professional goal that you have that's not the image that you want to have right we want to be on top of our goals we want to feel and know and see movable progress towards whatever our goal is whether it's for our company or it's for us individually so again going back to this uh, ae relationship accountability and experience relationship I utilize a strategic line of questioning to help clients surface experiences that they can focus on that that have been certainly proven to be a distraction and the outcome is there to verify it. And then I encourage them to start exploring ways that they can start to hold themselves accountable. And part of that is helping them to recognize the the motivation behind behind denying a um, behind denying a distraction. I call it saying no with a purpose, right? I mean, if we're if we recognize that we're about to get distracted and we know it's not good for us, what's the reasoning behind it? Is it because I know I'm just going to get further behind in these emails and I'll never get them done? Is it I'm going to be falling behind even farther in work so I'm not going to feel great when I close the laptop and I'm not going to sleep great? So there's my my mental and and kind of physical health in a way. What's the motivation behind saying no? My, my framework in theory and coaching is if you can coach a client to understand and build value behind their no or their ability to resist a distraction, they become more inclined to, res- they become more inclined to resist that distraction. So think about that for a second. Because it, it seems like such a trivial thing for, for us to be good at, right? We understand during the workday that we should be handling our responsibilities, we should be following up on our emails, scheduling those meetings, making those sales, and and you know leading our teams. But we're all human, right? We all have fallacies, we all have days that aren't, aren't our best, and we all have distractions that get in our way. It may be a, a, a customer that calls in and, and the conversation goes on a half hour too long, and, and maybe you probably engineered that or influenced that. Um, it, it could be a variety of things. So our long story made short, our ability to recognize when a distraction is occurring and understanding the negative impact it has on our productivity or our progress towards our professional goals gives us the self-awareness and ultimately the intrinsic motivation to build accountability within ourselves and to develop ways that internally we can say no with a purpose so that we can stay more focused on our progress and our professional goals. This has been something that has helped multiple clients of mine throughout our coaching sessions. It's honest, it's transparent, and it's effective. It gives them something to rely on. Now, I will say this. One thing that distractions always have, and I'm categorizing categorizing distractions as, you know, uh, watching YouTube videos, 
um, texting or surfing the web for things that aren't work related, playing video games, cleaning around the house if you're working remote during work hours. Those are distractions, right? The thing about distractions are they're very instantaneous. We can easily do that, right? I can easily, even right now as I'm recording this episode, I could easily just turn on my phone. I'm not going to do that, but I could easily do that. I could easily turn it on, open up an app, and I could start surfing the web or whatever, right? Distractions are instantaneous, and that's, in my professional experience, part of what makes them addicting. It's part of what makes them difficult to say no to. And it's also a huge contributor as to why they provide such a barrier and hold us back from our potential. And I bring that awareness and that transparency to every client that I coach because the ability to say no, you may not see the different, you may not see the impact of saying no to that distraction right away. But I can guarantee that anyone that really is focused on building their emotional intelligence, increasing their self accountability, and is zeroed in towards whatever their professional goal is, I can guarantee you that over the course of time, one, two, four, five, six months, even a year, you will see that ROI come in. A simple no is the starting point. Consistency is the journey. So consider that. It's a, it's a very tough thing to coach around. And it, it can also be very sensitive because individuals don't want don't to often tell you, you know, what their shortcomings are. And, and sometimes it's a little embarrassing to admit, hey, you know, I just get, I get distracted and it just kills my productivity. I, I know that, you know, this probably seems like something small for us to spend our coaching session on, but I wanted to bring it up. It's not. A lot of people, a lot of people have these issues. A lot of people um, succumb to these issues of, of just getting distracted and it kills their productivity. And this is regardless of whether you're an executive of a, of a company and, and you know, you're responsible for the whole operation and the direction of the organization. It doesn't matter if you're, you're an executive or if you're just a high, you're a high performing employee or an individual you know, at, at the, the quote unquote bottom of the totem pole. We all have distractions that threaten our productivity. We all have distractions that serve as obstacles and barriers that withhold our potential from really achieving the kind of output we can, the kind of output and impact we can make. So as we get to about the 20 minute mark of this episode, I do want everyone, I want everyone to encourage whether you're a coach you're a leader, you're an employee, you're someone interested in coaching, you're someone that's interested in being coached and you've never experienced that. I wanted to share some successful insight with the audience today to help them understand how coaching can not only help individuals, but what specific topics and how we go about approaching them. Distractions are very may seem very trivial and very small, but they're numerous and they're all around us. And the amount of time that it gets wasted and the amount of emotional drain that gets pulled out from constantly being distracted, it, it, it adds up. It adds up and it's certainly worth um, seeking coaching on for sure, but also it's worth building accountability and developing a system within yourself that can help you say no to those distractions so you can get back to what you're doing and you can really start feeling some movable progress towards whatever your goal is. So again, going back to this as we wrap things up, we talked about the accountability to experience relationship. 
We talked about our framework here at Organizational R&D. We talked about how we coach clients into identifying about three, give or take, experiences where they have felt they're most distracted. We help them to recognize the intersection where that distraction occurs, where they start to transition from being productive to being distracted. We help them build that self-awareness so they can prepare in the future for when those experiences will happen again. And we help them with understanding and unearthing um, powerful no statements, powerful no resisting statements. It's no with a purpose. It's not just, I'm not going to you know, do this because. It is, I'm not going to do this. I know that this is going to set me back in my work. I know that this is going to uh, leave me unprepared for a meeting that I have. I should get ahead on this. So that's it for our episode today. Uh, I want to thank everyone for being very patient as we as we share this episode. Um, the last month or so has been uh, very much needed relaxing. Um, we do have we do have some interesting things coming up here. I'm going to be I'm going to be making a uh, more formal post on our website organizationalrnd.com as well as our LinkedIn page, um, organizational research and development. Uh, We are going to be doing some speaking engagements, both on-site and virtual. Uh, We will be doing a on-site speaking engagement in Virginia, and we will be doing a virtual presentation in uh for uh chicago 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 conference there we go just got to get the word out (laughs) um this is super exciting because the work that i and everyone here does um we want that to build and 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 give insight and help to others so stay tuned for more thank you so much for checking us out today and i hope you have a great day stay tuned for more episodes thanks